Hello, and welcome to the Cybersecurity Awesomeness Podcast, hosted by Enterprise Management Associates, an industry-leading IT analyst research firm that provides deep insights across the full spectrum of IT and data management technologies. The Cybersecurity Awesomeness Podcast will take a deep dive into the security topics that are top of mind for information security practitioners, IT professionals, and technology business leaders. Join security experts Chris Steffen, VP of Research at EMA, and Ken Buckler, Research Analyst at EMA, for some truly awesome topics. Chris and Ken, take it away. Good morning, good afternoon, good evening. Welcome to the Cybersecurity Awesomeness Podcast. I am your host. My name is Chris Steffen. Joining me, as usual, is my friend and colleague, Mr. Ken Buckler. Today, we're going to talk a little bit about some actual good news in cybersecurity, the fact that ransomware attacks appear to be decreasing. Why is that? Well, because other attacks are increasing instead. And is it a good thing? I think it is a good thing. But at the same time, it comes with the caveats that now you have more individualized precision attacks, extortion attacks, whatever have you. And so we're going to talk a little bit about that today. I think it's worthwhile to go through some of the the most recent data and reports that have been released, and then we'll kind of see where we go from there. But Ken, why don't you give us a precy of some of the initial results that you've heard and reports that you've heard recently, and we'll take it from there. Yeah, sure. So, uh, all right. So, so a lot of this stems from a an article on Security Boulevard uh, talking about how identity based attacks are growing while ransomware is declining, and uh, I, I dove into some of the actual uh, data that I have, and it it absolutely uh, confirmed what they're saying. So uh, this is from ic3.gov. Um, so in 2021. The number of ransomware attacks reported to the Internet Crime Center was 3,729. 2022, that dropped by over 1,000 to 2,385. Now, the, you know, most people would be like, oh, hey, great, ransomware, de- ransomware attacks are decreasing. Well, okay, yes, that's, that's a good thing. However, comma, as you said, that's because other attacks are, are becoming more lucrative. Specifically, identity-based attacks, attacks on uh, business emails, specifically. Uh, Business email compromise rose in 2021 to 2022 from 19,954 to 21,832. Business email compromise is also becoming the most profitable per incident. Uh, In 2022, the average... Uh, loss per incident was $123,000 per incident. Not, not you know, overall, that's just the average loss per incident of business email compromise. So it, it's definitely interesting to see how this is, you know, playing out. Ransomware is definitely becoming less of an issue simply because we're becoming so good at addressing it, you know, and that's either through, you know, timely backups or better data protection, protecting the data from being modified. But now we have to worry about business email compromises and also extortion. Um, you know, there's, there's a lot of cases now where uh, attackers are just simply using stolen credentials, logging in, stealing what data they can, and then notifying the company, we stole your data, pay us this ransom, or we're going to release it publicly. Great information. I want to unpack some of that a little bit. So let's start first with 
the decrease in ransomware, it isn't because ransomware is ineffective. It's just that these other attacks are so much more effective. You're starting to see the crime agencies, the, the investigative agencies, FBI, whoever else, they are attacking the command and control infrastructure of these ransomware attacks. They don't have the ability to go there and, and, and obfuscate where the command and control servers are that hold the keys and, and whatever have you. So you're seeing decreases there. You're also seeing that these attacks are not nearly as as sophisticated to address if you're following a lot of best practices, which after years and years and years and years and years of talking about it, I think that companies are starting to get a little bit smarter about backup data, about what ransomware could actually mean to them. But we're losing some of the knowledge that comes from now, what do we deal with from the data that's in our environment, how it's protected? Can it be exfiltrated? If it's exfiltrated, what does it actually mean? Take a very simple example that you kind of just mentioned there. Let's hypothetically say that an organization, a criminal organization breaks into your environment today without taking and sharing it with me because I don't want this information, but just mentally go through what information is freely available if the right credentialed person were to access it. You probably have sales records. You probably have employment records. Heaven help you if you have things that are even more sensitive than that. I know that there is plenty of companies that have their intellectual property IP sitting out on servers that they believe are well protected, but in reality are not really protected at all. They're just protected by you know, a firewall and whatever have you. And so, again, I'm not going to beat that horse into the ground, but kind of comment a little bit, Ken, about, you know, some of those and why we are starting where we have succeeded in getting people to pay attention to ransomware and stopping ransomware and some of the best practices that they need to do. Why are we failing getting people to understand that these other attacks are just as relevant, if not more relevant? Well, ultimately, it comes down to, you know, you're only as strong as your weakest link. And in many cases, the, the weakest link is, is the human element. And, you know, now, as humans, we are typically very trusting. We, we want to trust people. We want to help people. And, you know, the, the problem is that somebody sends you an email Let's say, and let's say your job is, you know, you you handle invoices all day. All right, somebody sends you an email. It has an invoice. You look at the invoice. It looks legitimate, so you pay the invoice. And that's that's your job. That is your job. Yeah, we've been seeing. We've been seeing it just, you know, within our organization ourselves. We've been seeing, and and obviously we're not. To the bad guys that are sending them, we're not falling for it, just FYI. But we've been seeing these... Keep sending them, though, because I enjoy reading them. Well, and not only that, but it helps with our research besides, right? So, But you you, you start taking and looking at some of these invoices that are coming our way, and and they're well done. I mean, they're they're very interesting. And obviously, if you are not educated or not a security researcher by profession, I could see how that might end up taking and fooling some people. Yeah, yeah, and, and you know, and, and you know, here's a here's a perfect example. Um, so so I don't have the confirmation this was a business email compromise or this was you know a spoofed email or anything, but it feels like it probably was. 
Um, Frederick, Maryland is in the process of uh, building a new police headquarters. Um, and, th and this happened last month, by the way, uh, this incident. And last month they announced that the, the city of Frederick got defrauded for $280,000 in wire fraud, okay, associated with the police headquarters. Now, what I suspect happened is probably somebody sent an email to someone in the city of Frederick saying, here's an invoice for costs associated with building this uh, police headquarters. Please pay it. And they just went ahead and they looked at the invoice and they sent the money to the uh, the routing number and bank account information and now you've sent $280,000 overseas probably and you're never going to see that money again. I've heard of those attacks happening too and, and to the point where the, the insurance companies, this happened in Colorado eh, two, three, four, five years ago um, where a company sent an invoice, paid an invoice and it looked legitimate, and it, and it was a big invoice, too. It was several hundred thousand, if not a million dollars, and that money's gone. I mean, that, that money, the second that they hit send, that money went through 87,000 other bank accounts, and it, not only not traceable, but even if it was traceable, it's gone and out of the reach of anybody having the ability to recover it. And it's, it's hard to fault the person you know in the accounts payable department that is just trying to do what they are told to do because it looks very legitimate. They receive, you know, a bazillion invoices a month or a week or whatever. And they're just trying to stay ahead of the game. Whereas in this particular case, it looked good. It smelt good, but it just wasn't good. And so obviously more training was required to stop that kind of attack from happening. Yeah. Well, and, and you know, I got to kind of give props to the, the attackers on this. This is a, a genius attack method that they're doing now. They're taking the same original attack methods that they were using back, you know, w when they were doing just the, the phishing and, and, you know, initial ransomware methods. And instead of using it as an attack vector to install malware, they're just using it to say, hey, need you to pay me some money. And the person says, okay, here you go. You know, that you know i mean just wow you know that kudos to them for 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 simplifying their their uh their business methods you know and and it's given them better returns that's the amazing thing yeah and that that is the frightening thing the fact that it works and it works well and it works with you know just doing what you think that that company would regularly be doing on a regular basis and and generating and, and again it doesn't the, the the crazy thing is is that it you can call it death by a thousand cuts if that's what you want, but these attackers don't need to be taking getting a payday of a hundred million dollars. Even if you can take and submit an invoice that is a monthly recurring payment of let's say it's a couple hundred dollars. It it doesn't even pass the smell test. It doesn't even you know, it doesn't bring up any red flags. It isn't an amount that is going to require additional scrutiny or additional review or additional signers. And so, again, bad guys, please don't do this because I'm not trying to give you a blueprint on what, what to do. But at the same time, it really does make their jobs a little bit easier when they're taking and using the processes in these organizations to their advantage. One of the other things I want to talk about before we wrap up, I did want to talk a little bit about the extortion side. I know that that's actually happening. You're seeing, we've seen the extortion attacks happen plenty of times before they had the, oh, it was the, the 
it was a porn site, I think, that basically said, or, or maybe a, a adultery site, or it was one of those things where um, they basically found all the, the clients and basically said, well, congratulations, we're going to tell the entire world that you are a customer of this website unless you pay us a very small but very lucrative amount of money. And that that's an extreme example, but it stands to reason the same thing could happen with an intellectual property. Yes, company, for very, very little money, we will not release all your intellectual property to the entire world, including bad guys in the Far East that would be happy to exploit it and build your IP for you know 10 cents on the dollar and put you out of business. All you have to do is pay us this little amount of money and we will delete that data. That is an interesting attack, and I think that you're going to start seeing that happen more and more too. Yeah, absolutely. Well, and 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 what's really interesting about this is so the business email compromise and the extortion part, it's all actually going to be really linked a lot to identity. And and what I mean by that is that now attackers they're not worrying about developing the ransomware. They're not worrying about even uh, you know trying to to infect somebody. They're just going to use somebody else's credentials that they find in a data dump, and they're going to reuse that username and password on other sites. All right. Sometimes you use your, you know, and I don't do this. I absolutely don't do this. I use a different password for every single site. But something that you're going to see is they're going to find somebody that they reuse the same password for their work account that they used for a personal account somewhere that got compromised in a data breach, and now they're in. And now they're able to pull this data for extortion, and they're also able to leverage that person's email address to send out fake invoices for business email compromise. So now they're not only attacking the company that they managed to gain authorized access to, but they also are managing to be able to uh, attack their partners as well. So that's that's where you're really going to see a lot of the identity focus is going to be verifying the legitimate usage of a user account of a legitimate user account. Great conversation today. Uh, I Again, we'd like to bring the good news. It obviously comes with a, a little portion of bad news this time. Again, just be very aware of paying invoices, the extortion kind of stuff. Try to protect yourself as well as you can. And uh, we'll, we'll obviously talk about this again at some point. But I think that's enough for today. I hope that you've enjoyed this podcast. I hope you learned something. And until next time, thanks for listening. Thanks, Chris and Ken, for all your great insights on today's topic. Make your next podcast awesome when you work with EMA security experts Chris Steffen or Ken Buckler. Educate your prospects, differentiate your solution, and add the credibility of a third-party expert to your message. Visit cybersecurityawesomeness.com to listen to past episodes.